Hey, 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 folks. Welcome to We Got a Bully, a new podcast devoted to the American bully and a whole lot more. What's an American bully, ask? Well, that's what we're here to figure out. Marie and I just discovered this strange and beautiful creature, and, well, we decided we couldn't live without one. They're fascinating animals, but they're also quite controversial. Love us or hate us, you're in for a wild ride. We're in uncharted waters, so join us as we jump in feet first and discover what we've gotten ourselves into. Right. Hey, 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 folks. Welcome back. All right. <laughs> Are you, would you like to tell the folks at home what uh, what you're laughing at? Go ahead. Let's just get meta here. Go ahead and tell them what. Well, we've been trying to figure out how to get the best sound on this microphone. And I just turned to Jason and he has clipped the microphone onto a chopstick. And that is what we are using tonight as our sound system. That's our microphone, folks. So just pictures here. I wish we had two. I don't know where the other one is. But uh, anyway, uh, what was I saying here? So it's been a little bit of a hiatus. We've been away for a bit. Um, and uh, I'm sorry about that, folks. But uh, there's a lot going on, frankly, in, in our lives here uh, in Louisiana. I mean, uh, right? Should we get in all the all the deets? I mean, I, uh, I got a new job. I had a little surgery. I'm all right, folks, but uh, no worse for the wear. But it's been a stressful 2021. Would you agree, Marie? 2020 was stressful enough, oh. and then 21 just threw us for a loop. But they don't need to hear about that. Let's oh. get into the dogs. No, nobody wants to hear about that. All right, so yes. So, uh, all right, so what are we doing? This month has been a beast, but this week we're talking about how to bullyproof your home and generally prepare to bring your bullpup home for the first time. Um, but I also wanted to touch on the latest and greatest uh, regarding our uh, bully pup and some of the latest machinations. Uh, Marie, can you just give us a quick snapshot, if you wouldn't mind, of like, because I think when we left off, we were talking to a, the young lady who worked over at the, the kennel, uh, ran the kennel, and she she had let us know that there was, uh, that Nova was going to be uh, coming forward with a, with a new litter uh, sometime soon. And then we heard out of the blue, boom, take it away. The poor Nova did not conceive with the stud she was supposed to conceive with. So they tried and they tried, but the litter of puppies that we were, you know, we were destined to have one of the puppies in that litter, and that litter never came to be. Um, so we kind of started from scratch again and started looking at other American bully breeders that would have puppies available for us this summer because. We don't want to wait another year or however long it's going to take for Nova to have puppies again. So we started from scratch, and here we are now. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, I think what kind of... I mean, we're disillusioned. We're sad. I mean, we've got a whole show here dedicated to bullies, and we got no pup. And uh, so that's uh, that's an issue. So, uh, But but we did notice, uh, and, and tell me when I'm wrong here when I mess this up, Marie, but uh, we did notice that the... I think it's the stud, Vepper, or Viper... Or is it Viper? Viper? Viper, the stud. We saw a photo of this guy. Uh, the 2B, the, poten the potential stud, was a beautiful dog. So then the wheels started turning, and I looked up the kennel from whence uh, Mr. Viper originated, and I got to tell you, all unbelievable dogs, beautiful. How would you describe Marie? I don't know, huge head, silky fur, um, great demeanors. 
you know, I mean, everything you want an American bully to be. Everything you want more. They, they just look like big, hulking, uh, I don't know, just bodybuilders of dogs. Just pound-for-pound pound brawlers. Uh, whereas, uh, in any event, so, you know, I'm looking at the round, and I, I did a little, uh, did some emailing. And uh, lo and behold, spoke with a young lady at uh, this kennel, which is located in uh, Indiana. in Indiana. And um, you know, and the young lady said, believe it or not, she had two male pups that she has that they exist. That I think that they're is there they're four weeks old. Is that right? When she emailed you, they were four weeks old at the time. And I think, didn't we just hear from her this week that they're eight weeks old now? Eight weeks old, folks. So these are real pups. I know every time we have an app, it's uh, these are all hypothetical puppies. But uh, now we're talking about legit pups. So um, the word is that this is going down. I know for a lot of you list, long-time listeners, it's like we just started over again. But I'm telling you, this is in the offing in the next couple months so uh, you know it's uh we feel a little bit still bittersweet that things fell through with the initial uh situation but now there is a, a little uh, little life on earth that's uh headed our way and uh, i gotta tell you i'm i'm super excited so i'm gonna have to put some photos on the instagram just to give you folks at home an idea of what we're talking about but oh i mean this we're talking about these are the bulliest bullies i've ever seen well we can post photos of the the mom and the dad bully no Oh, that's a brilliant idea. We're going to do that. We're, we'll show you sort of the the folks, and that'll give you an idea of, I guess, what the what the pups are going to look like, right? Yeah, and they're going to look great. In fact, the breeder told us that the two male puppies are sort of that silvery, gray, velvety color that the dad is. Yes. I, which I think technically is called blue, right? It's a, it's a blue American bully. It's going to be blue. I think it's going to be blue. But, ooh, that reminds me. What? What? Uh, sorry, folks. You may be getting here in a little... Uh, there's a huge rainstorm just bringing into some of the atmospherics here. we got a huge... Which seems to happen like every day here in Louisiana, but we're having a huge rainstorm outside. So if, if you hear any... That's not static on your line. That's the natural elements. But, uh, so, anyway, enough about that. We'll get those photos out there so you can see what these stone-cold assassins look like. These bruisers with hearts of gold, but uh, I can only assume... So, in any event, uh, I think we should now come to the topic of the day, how to puppy-proof your home for bringing home your pup, which is a topical topic, at least in our minds, of, of late. So, uh, uh, well, I just want to remind you folks, first off, the cost. Uh, the American Kennel Club says that a new puppy can cost rookie owners usually over $1,400, and that's in the first year alone. So that is not... A small amount of change so uh, we thought also in the course of this kind of rundown we touch on some of the things you you might want to pick up some of the things you need to get and some of the things you could probably avoid and uh, uh, you know save yourself a little dough uh, so without further ado um, Marie do you want to kick us off and maybe start us off with a couple of couple of things to keep in mind a couple of things to pick up what you know you're bringing the pup home for the first time what do you need to have? What do you need to not have? Spaces you need to set aside? What should you be thinking about? First and foremost, you need a crate. And some people are not into crate training or having a crate for their dogs. But one thing to keep in mind is that it actually becomes a safe haven and a safe place for the dog. They get very used to it and they like having something that sort of feels like a den. So first and for well, first of all, it's safer to transport a little puppy 
in a crate when it's in the car. And then secondly, when you come home, it makes it a little bit easier for them to have a place that they know there's a, that it's their own and they're much less likely to uh, go potty in their own little den slash crate. So that, I think that is first and foremost the most important thing. That's a good point. I hadn't, uh, hadn't fully thought about that. Uh, excellent point. I guess I was just thinking how you, you know, we set up the old, uh, the homestead for their arrival, but that, I mean, obviously, yeah, the crate's got to come first, especially because they'll be sleeping in there overnight. Now, that's what we kind of went sideways on that, right? Because with old man Hopkins was never crated. I did not ever crate him. And I had him for what, maybe six months or so before you and I were together. Uh, instead, what I did is I had a very small little galley-type kitchen in my little walk-up apartment in Brooklyn. Oh. So I had a baby gate, which we also highly recommend in preparing your home for a puppy, is getting a couple of baby gates so that you can rope off the areas where you don't want your puppy to go. Um, but anyway, so I did not have a crate, and I just kept him... Um, in my small little kitchen with a baby gate in, in lieu of a crate. Oh, my God. I remember when we met, you, you were talking about the nightmare you had. The nightmare that was potty training a puppy at, what, months old in a, what was it, seven, eight floor walk-up? I was on the fourth floor of a walk-up building uh, in New York. So And I got him in November. So oh. it was just as the winter was setting in. And he was this tiny little guy, and it was freezing outside. And I had to carry him, you know, at 3 in the morning or whatever time he oh. had to go to the bathroom, up and down, trudging up and down those stairs with little Hopkins. That's when I came into the picture. I guess you got tired of lugging. Am I right? <laughs> Is that why I ended up with you? Because you could be a dog walker? And here I am. I, you know, I stuck around. I'm the dog walker that never left. Oh, 14 years later? Ooh, who's counting? Anyways, all right. So the, the so crate very important. Uh, what else do we need to consider when we're uh, looking at the the puppy proofing? Well, you have to get rid of anything that is hazardous to the dog. There's a lot of plants that are hazardous. Baby toys, um, wires, um, you know, anything that you don't want destroyed. So shoes, furniture. One of the things that Hopkins did when he first moved in is I guess I didn't have enough chew toys for him. And he decided that he was going to chew the feet off of my wood furniture. And to this day, some of my wood furniture uh, has some strange little etchings in it because of Hopkins' baby teeth. Oh, my God. And worse than that, it's like we adopted a beaver. I remember I looked, you look at some of the um, legs on some of our furniture and it's like it's almost bitten through. Right? I mean, it's like so tapered off the edges, it's almost like things are going to fall over. But my favorite story, if I may share and digress yet again, is waking up one morning. This is in the early days of our courtship, which I'm sure you folks are following at home. But uh, I woke up, I looked for my phone, and I got up, and I stepped out on the carpet, and I saw the number eight on the floor. And I thought, oh, huh came around the corner and I followed a trail of numbers around the corner to find a skeletonized version of my phone. The, those sharp puppy teeth, he had deskeletonized my entire cell phone. He had eaten basically my phone. Right, that was in the days much before the smartphone and right, and so there were there were buttons and there was a face to the phone and all these m multiple parts of the phone and, and part of you, I think part of you thought 
that you could put it back together and still use it because you came back into the bedroom and kind of showed me all these different parts and I think part of you was in disbelief and thought that you could use that phone again. It wasn't just dis- the disbelief ran for a while. For a week or so, I I used the, just the, the body of the phone still functioned, but none of the actual buttons for the millennials is going to lose something. But uh, there used to be buttons on phones, kids. Anyway, so <laughs> I... I used it, so it was a screen with no buttons, and I had to guess at it, so texting was a nightmare. I had to go on memory, and uh, didn't. it was just answering the phone was also difficult. But uh, finally, I bought a new phone. Anyway, I don't know how we got off of this tangent. Well, so based on all this, I discovered something called bitter apple spray, and uh, those of you who are already dog owners or puppy owners may already know, but there, you, know, you, can, you can buy this bitter apple spray, and... Put it on those areas where you think the dog is likely to chew and it's supposed to deter them. It didn't work all that well for Hopkins, so I think the better option is to buy a lot of chew toys and toys that are not digestible. There's some nylo bones that they say are not digestible. Um, uh, There are some that are not recommended, like rawhide can become too waterlogged and could not be good for the dog's digestive system. Um... And, um, I, you know what? Let me look it up. But there, there's some other, there's some other chew. It's very important to have chew toys so that they choose those instead of your shoes or your purses or your hats or whatever. Um, we'll, we'll put together, I'll put, we'll get a list and put it on the old social media. So we'll get all the, all the deets and get back to you on that. So that's good. That's a solid one. Making sure they don't tear. Because those puppy teeth are sharp as hell. They're like uh, vampires. So uh, you got to watch out for that. They'll nick you. They'll uh, tear a shoe apart or a phone in this case. So something to keep in mind there for sure when, we, when you get into the uh, training, uh, which we're going to cover more thoroughly in a future episode. But uh, in any event, um, moving on, Marie, what is our next concern, purchase, puppy-proof, and meh, meh, meh? Puppy pads. So you're definitely going to want to start potty training your puppy right away, which means as soon as they start peeing on the floor, you pick them up and you bring them outside as quickly as you can. That said, in the meantime, and if you're not home, you can train them to go on a puppy pad. And as they get older and as they can hold hold it longer, they will learn not to go on the puppy pad and wait until mm. you can bring them outside. Ah, okay. So a little bit of a tip there for the training, for the uh, housebreaking and whatnot, I think is what they call it. But uh, that's solid. Okay, great, great, great. Um, what else do we have to, uh, what else we got to think about? Um, not only things that could be dangerous or toxic to them, such as plants or certain kinds of foods, you have to be careful about, um, putting gates up in places where they could get hurt without knowing. For example, a pool in your backyard, Mm -hmm. or if you have a fence in garden, but there's some holes, you have to make sure that they can't get in under the fence. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else can you think oh, of another uh, I was thinking also, and maybe you've covered this already, uh, but um, like Christmas lights or something like that where you just don't think about it. It's the holidays that they could get into that and bite into it. It could be a whole situation. So you really got to really, I think, anything that's on the ground. I mean, people also 
put uh, uh, I don't know you know especially if you have an outdoor area if you got a yard if you got plants if you got uh, any kind of detergents or uh, toxins in the house right you got to lock all that stuff away because these little guys will get into anything and everywhere and uh, they're not you know they have no compunction about tearing open a bag and eating whatever's inside right and that's why you have to give them different options. If they choose a bad option to play with or to chew, you have to give them a better option, such as a, you know, a rope or a chew toy or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So they they pick the pick the good thing rather than or the bad thing instead of the good thing, or they just don't destroy your house. But uh, another topic would be uh, uh, also I think you've touched on this also, but co- any kind of cords, computer cords. Uh, obviously, they're not afraid to eat technology, as I pointed out. But uh, anything that's sitting out that's electric, you got to watch out for that. Uh, but also, they'll just knock stuff over and break it. So you got to get uh, obviously, we're, you know, we're going to skip past the collar, the ID tag, the leash, just all the you know the bowls and the food that I think should all go without saying, right, Marie? Yeah, I mean, that that's all the stuff that you look forward to getting. You can personalize the bowls and personalize the tags. and But I think that one of the more important things is to think about what the rules are going to be before you bring your puppy home. So is the puppy going to be allowed to sleep in bed with you? Is the puppy going to be allowed on a couch or a specific chair? Uh, is the puppy going to be allowed in, you know, the dining room or the kitchen? So I, th- I think it's important for everybody in the household to understand what the ground rules are from the very beginning so that everybody in the house can make sure they follow those rules with the puppy. Otherwise, that poor puppy is going to get confused. So I-, I would highly recommend setting those ground rules from day one. So have a plan and stick to it. I, I like that. No, that's a good idea. It's a good point. Um, yeah, that's a, definitely something to think about. I uh, hadn't really approached it from that uh, angle before, but uh, for sure. I mean, you're going to also pick up uh, some some extra stuff. You know, I, I've been obsessing lately about collars. I've been, I've, how many times have you caught me looking up, especially with American bullies? I mean, it's going to be a little thing, so I keep picking out like these things that look like, you know, crazy pirate collars or you know like these three inch thick for like some sort of junkyard dog collar but i keep having to remind myself this thing's going to be a little little pipsqueak am i right yeah it's going to be a tiny little thing when we get it. it's going to be maybe 12 weeks old you'll have plenty of time to get plenty of collars for this little guy oh i'm so eager though i'm so eager to throw my money away on uh, all sorts of swag so uh yeah that's been uh, preoccupying me a little bit uh I mean, they got a bunch of different collars out there. I might, I might throw even. Is it worth putting a couple out there and let the folks uh, put two cents in on uh, which prod products they think, you know, best suit the bully? What do you think? Sure, I think, I think uh, if our listeners want to recommend collars and products to us, I, who already have American bullies and who knows what works for their body shape and whatnot, I think would be more than happy to take recommendations. Oh my God, yes. So, folks, yeah, if you're subject matter experts in this regard, please just go ahead, drop something on the line, send us an email, and we will bring it up on the next show for sure. That's a solid idea. It's a good point. Um, so we'll do that. We'll do that. Um, they also have these little harnesses for these guys. I saw one the other day, and it has Velcro, so you can put some uh, what do they call them? Patches or uh, you know things on there that say you know uh, do not touch. You know what I mean? Just to keep folks from from uh, messing with your bully. You know what I'm saying? What do you think? Just I think it makes them seem more dangerous too. I'm not sure that's 
what we're going for. I mean, what do you want to put? Like canine, drug sniffing dog, bomb sniffing dog, or you could just be like dangerous. Do not pet. Yeah, dangerous leaves a lot more of the imagination. I didn't. Really, the bomb sniffing dog didn't really come to mind, but uh, it's interesting to know that your mind works like that, Marie. But uh, also, we came up, didn't we come up with a couple more names? I've been kicking around. I know. And if you haven't heard our name app, you got to go back. You got to listen to that one. I think that's our highest, most listened to episode. I just saw the other day, Marie. But uh, fun fun fact for all you all you folks following at home. But but a couple additional names. Do you have one that comes to mind? What are you thinking? Are we really talking about... Are we, are we done talking about how to prep for... Because I had other ideas about, about bringing your puppy home. Oh, uh, no, no. We're, we're ebbing and flowing. We're zigging and zagging here. Oh, I know. Zag. We're zagging. Ooh, what about zigzag? That's uh, a cute name for a dog. Is it, though? <laughs> Maybe not. How about honcho? Honcho. I love that one. And what I like about it is a subtle message. It's like, he's the head honcho in this household. But uh, it's just a adorable name, I think. Um, yeah, so that's a fun one. Um, didn't I have another one? We came on uh, another one. Oh, I was thinking McCarthy. Not uh, named after the author, not uh, the polit- political figure. <laughs> do uh, what do you think, Bree? Uh, if if you're thinking Cormac McCarthy, then I'm in favor. If you're thinking about Joseph McCarthy, right, as in McCarthyism, and we're gonna, you know, the bread, the Red Scare, then I'm completely anti that name. So maybe you know what, we just stay away from it because it's not entirely clear which McCarthy we mean. You're right. You're right. It's uh, it's pregnant with possibilities, but uh, that one, that's no bueno. So let's we'll leave that off the list. Um, didn't didn't we have another one? I thought there was a. I wanted to go, like, Ishigura is one as I was thinking. What do you think about that? That the one doesn't speak to me, but I did like your and our daughter's idea of Rustin. Ooh, how can I, how can I, I forget? I don't know. How did you forget that one? Rustin Cole, and then we'd call him, you know, of course, when he's trying to win awards and whatnot, a.k.a. the true detective. Oh, that's a new one. I hadn't heard that before. That's a great name. <laughs> Thank you. But, I mean, it's not, once again, that you're not going to yell that out in the dog park, but uh, it's got a certain je ne sais quoi, as they say in French. I dare you to yell out the true detective at the dog park. I dare you. I'd leave the the off. Come on, I'm not Just, a maniac. Oh. True detective. Get over here, true detective. <laughs> yeah. Sit, true detective. Roll over, true detective. No, he doesn't do that. But, uh, all right, anyway, back to, uh, back to... Anyway, other other home prepping steps. Take it away, Marie. Obviously, you had something in mind. Yeah, but now I lost my train of thought because, you know, we're talking about calling a dog true detective. Um, What was it? Oh. Um, I can't recall. It'll come back to you. I'm going to take it on. I just want to throw out one other uh, quick kind of hit here is that you got to watch out for the health during this time. So, you know, brand new puppy new uh surroundings you know he or she is going to be going through a lot so you got to make sure you check the skin and the coat uh for any kind of ticks or fleas or irritations uh is the puppy scratching or rubbing eyes or ears or really anywhere in the body excessively um are there any cuts or abrasions you know anything that could have happened 
either at the kennel or in transit, or maybe there's an allergic reaction. So these are just a couple things that you keep in mind when you're, you know, welcoming your uh, bully in your home. And if you see any of these, because you're not accustomed to what this bully's doing uh, on, a, on a regular basis. So, you know, you, you're trying to familiarize yourself with the baseline activities and behaviors and happiness of your pup to make sure that uh, all is copacetic. Am I right? Yeah, I remembered what I was going to say, which is uh, it, it can be sensory overload for a puppy to go into a new home, especially if it's a big home, especially if there's multiple people in the home or if there's other animals. So uh, generally speaking, the experts suggest that you introduce a puppy to one room at a time or one person at a time or, you know, sort of sort of try to do it slowly and gently to try and and make sure the puppy acclimates you know well without having too much stimulus uh too early on that's right i actually but that also that's a really good point um and that uh you know they they also said in one article i read that your first inclination is really your worst which is like everyone wants to rush over and that even and this gets into training a little bit but when you get home from wherever your first inclination is be like where are you puppy get over here puppy and you want to pick it up and go nuts but that trains the puppy to be like every time someone comes in the door go nuts which is really not something you want to encourage that's exactly right so we're going to get into that a little bit further in the old training app uh but uh, yeah so i mean that's i think basically the long and the short of it um is there anything else that i might be missing in here marie Oh, I'm sure there's other stuff we could think of, like um, the bedding that for your puppy. If so, for example, if you know the litter that your puppy came from, or you know the puppy's mom, you could bring something home with the puppy that smelled like the little an old T-shirt or a towel or something that smells like the mom or the litter mates to you know kind of to give that puppy a sense of home. So those little tips and tricks like that, which uh may be applicable if you are getting a puppy from a breeder but you know if you're adopting a a a bulldog or or pit bull or bully puppy from from a shelter then obviously that would be you wouldn't be able to do that but it is something to think about if you're bringing one home from a breeder that's a good point that's a good point i hadn't thought about that um yeah a little friendly reminders of uh of their before life before they reach their forever home as they call it on the dodo I've been watching a lot of Dodo, as I think you know, and it's uh, never disappoints. Yeah, your newest, well, I don't know if this is on Dodo, but your newest favorite uh, either Dodo video or Instagram video or Facebook video is uh, this this dog groomer out of Canada who, oh, yeah, yeah yes. you, you just, are, you're loving watching oh, these dogs get oh, bathed and groomed. That was just today, yeah. It's, uh, I, you know what, I'm going to give her a shout out on the social media because I don't remember, I don't want to say the handle, the name wrong and uh, confuse everybody, so I'll throw it out there. There's this young lady who, in a very kind of like uh, even-keeled tone, sort of says, semi-serious semi-humorous witticisms as she grooms a variety of dogs and refers to them by name that alone is hilarious she's like charles here you know had a you know penchant for (laughs) whatever it might be but it was uh it's hilarious so i'll give her a shout out on there and you folks can get in on all the hilarity that ensues on social media but uh that's a story for another time, but hopefully next time, uh, next ep, we're going to have a lot more details uh, on the uh, 
on everything that's breaking loose and uh, the arrival dates and uh, all the new stuff, along with, of course, a new topic and a new uh, a variety of details and lessons learned and whatnot. So uh, is there anything, Marie, anything else I need to add, or are we good to sign off here? I think we're good. All right. Well, till then, take care of yourselves and take care of your bullies. Signing out. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode, drop us a line at wegonabully at gmail.com, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Remember to subscribe, and if you like the pod want to support us, tell your friends and spread the word. Thanks for listening, folks. We couldn't do it without you.